Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. In this episode, I'm going to be responding to a question about a screeching two-year-old. Before I begin, I want to remind everybody that you can get my book, No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, in audio at audible.com and in paperback at Amazon and ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and apple.com. I also have a more introductory book to the approach that I teach, Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting, also available in all those places I've just mentioned. Here's a note I received from Sarah. Hi, Janet. I'm new to Rye, although I wish I would have found it sooner. I have a two-year-old son, and he's been screeching as loud as he can over and over. It's driving me crazy. Sometimes it's when he's being ignored, when I'm talking to my husband or busy with something else, sometimes when he's tired and upset, sometimes when he's just excited. I've tried explaining it hurts my ears. I've tried asking him why he's doing it. No response, except he'll repeat back that it hurts my ears. (laughs) And I've just started saying, I told you that hurts my ears. It's too loud. I'm going to leave and I'll come back when you stop. That hasn't worked just yet. I'm hoping you can offer some help. I really need it. I might lose my mind here. Well, I I chuckled a bit when I heard uh, the part where she said, I've tried asking him why he's doing it. No response except he'll repeat back that it hurts my ears. Well, he nailed it there. That's why he's doing it. Because you are showing him through your response that it has power. Uh, this is something that has the power to hurt my mother's ears. And it's just so easy for me to do. I don't even know I'm, you know, I'm not even thinking before I'm doing it, but it's like, wow, this has power. It's hard to not reflexively want to try that out as a two-year-old, particularly when you are at an age where you're kind of defining your independence a bit from your parents, you know, and this is what you do. Well, I do this. (laughs) I heard people's ears with this scream. It's kind of a powerful toddler, chest beating, you know, yes. (laughs) So the simple solution to this, I'm simple, which doesn't mean easy, I realize. The simple solution is to not give it any power, not let it drive you crazy and not let it grate on you. Now, I know that that's hard, but as always, It's about the way we perceive the behavior and perceive our child in this situation as a little impulsive guy who just can't help himself from doing something that seemed to have such an effect on these giants that that are the most powerful thing in his world. And now he's got more power when he does this one thing. He's blowing the towers over with this. So... Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. And I think I've mentioned this once before in a podcast, but you know, I don't know if you've ever had someone in your life that was bugging you and just seemed to enjoy bugging you. And then you finally realized, you know, if I just don't let this bother me at all, which is different from ignoring it, but if I don't let this bother me at all, if I just sort of let it fly by and I just, you know, look over and nod my head, uh huh, well. Did you, you know, are you enjoying that? Is that, <laughs> you know, if I had that attitude with the person, it stopped. But if I let it 
bugged me even to the point of the reason I said it's different from ignoring is that ignoring is saying, I'm not going to let you bother me in that. You know, there's even a little feeling in that that has power, you know. So if you're doing something that has no power for me, then I can just look right at you and smile and let it go. But to be able to do that, you're going to have to perceive it as what it is and not, you know, what's the matter with this guy? Why is he being, why is he doing this? You know, it's not reasonable behavior. It's not reasonable. He's getting caught up in, in power. You know, he probably did it the first time because he was excited or just had that feeling of wanting to scream, which I still have. I still want to scream, you know, so I know children have that feeling, both positively and negatively wanting to scream. So he, you know, he had that and then he saw that it had an effect and now it's become kind of a thing for him. So uh, the things that this parent is doing are actually letting him know that it does have a lot of power. The fact that it's driving you crazy and then explaining that it hurts your ears. I think already got that the very first time he did it and you cringed (laughs) and it probably hurts his ears too, you know, come to think of it. So I think he has that note. He probably doesn't need to hear that one again. Asking him why he's doing it. Again, he really doesn't know, except that it's true. He's doing it because it hurts your ears. It has power. But really, he doesn't understand this impulse himself, as children don't understand these impulses they have. So, you know, he can't have a reasonable answer to that. But again, his off-the-cuff answer was (laughs) pretty darn right on. And then uh, she started saying, I told you that hurts my ears. It's too loud. Yeah. So just feeding it, feeding it, feeding it totally without meaning to, you know, this mother's doing normal things that make sense. This is a sensible response to something that really doesn't make sense. And that's why it's only making it worse. I'm going to leave and come back when you stop. You know, again, wow, you know, he gets stuck in this powerful position and he kind of can't stop himself so don't lose your mind there she says i might lose my mind here just you know know that it's okay it's normal it's healthy you know if you could have the most understated response like you know you could put your hand to your ear of course if it catches you by surprise you're going to jump a little bit but then you know recenter yourself put your hand on your ear and just nod your head like you know, you don't have to say anything. And then, you know, if you were going to walk over there anyway to somewhere and do something, you know, just walk over, you know, look at him, nod, nod your head, walk over and do what you have to do. You know, don't let it stop you because you're trying to give him a response to it. Just have it be this thing that doesn't bother you. And really, if you can do that for two days, it's going to go away. I mean, he may still try it once in a while. Well, what about, you know, in this situation, am I still going to get this different response? Because I've been getting this other response that's kind of interesting. And then he'll he'll be comforted in knowing, oh, okay, they're, they don't mind this. They're stronger than this. They're bigger than this. And it's hardly phasing them. Okay, phew. Okay, I can be the little guy here. I can be the little guy that's not so powerful and I have giants taking care of me. Phew. That's where we want him to get to. Not feeling like he can just blow everybody over. Get people jumping. Get people angry at him. Get people annoyed. If you can really let this pass a few times and not let it bother you, then it will go away. And this is true with a lot of things, not just screaming. This is true with 
um, when children say certain words, you know, that they've picked up somewhere, or maybe they've heard us say them, hopefully not, but they throw those words at us, you know, and if we say, oh, don't talk to me like that young lady, how could you, you know, or young man, now we've given it power. It's much more powerful for us to let it go. Let it blow by. And that's it. So I hope that helps. Again, there's a lot more about all these dynamics that go on around these kind of behaviors in my book, No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame. Thanks so much for listening. We can do this.